What's going on, you guys? This is Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuned into Life Instructions Not Included, the podcast where we try to find all the pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we are going to be continuing our series on creating boundaries. This is part two, creating boundaries with romantic partners. But before we dive in, let's check in with each other. How are you doing? I'm doing good. This week has been good. Uh, this is the new year. Happy new year, you guys. I think we we already announced that, but for us, this is the first full week of the new year. Nothing too crazy. I think that a lot of my clients so far are fighting off this RSV that's been lurking around. Really? So everybody's been everybody's been sick. I've been having to cancel appointments. I've just been chilling pretty much, trying not to get sick. That's about it. Interesting because I know in my world of toddlers and little children that RSV has been going around now for a couple months, even like hospitalizations. So this has like been a thing to me. But mm-hmm. you're saying your clients who are older population, would you say? Yeah. Are getting hit by it now? Well, I think it's, I think they're aware. That uh-huh. it, I think everybody knows that it's been around. Yeah. But the fact that this has been lingering for Got a it. while, because I have a client where she's been sick for almost a month. And it's just not going away. That sucks. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear but, that. You know, I'm staying safe. I'm staying healthy, starting off the new year healthy. Hopefully it stays that way for a while. Yeah. Because like y'all know, you know, I'm always sick for the most part. Mm. But yeah, that's about it so far. What about you? What have you been up to? How's the new year treating you? Yes, things have been going really great. My child just returned back to school today, first day back from winter break, which was really good. I... Uh, I was kind of reflecting back on our winter break and my oldest Cameron had two requests. He wanted to go to the Great Wheel, which is on the waterfront, mm-hmm. and then he wanted to go to Family Fun Center. And we got those two done and uh, he had a really good time. And it's just, it's reminding me to like cherish the memories more than the presents or the gift giving. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Like I'm glad we were able to give effort to him. You guys take videos when you guys are doing stuff? Um, small clips. Small clips? Like, what, what video? This is not like a home video. I don't have like a, a recorder. Well, no, I, so I brought this up to my friends, Vince and Daniel. We were hanging out, I think, over the weekend. And I was like, man, the other day, I sat down and realized, like, I was getting, I used to get frustrated because I was always expecting the adults to plan something if we're going somewhere. They take the pictures. They tell us when we're taking pictures. Because, I mean, as kids, this is what we're doing, right? Uh-huh. Um. But then I realized, like, when we used to do that as a kid, like, we're depending on our parents to plan everything. We're at that age that they were at. Mm-hmm. In their 30s, they were planning everything. So now it's, like, mm-hmm. our duty to make sure that we're planning everything. Mm-hmm. We're recording all the videos, the family videos for everybody to look back on. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if people are doing that, you know? You know what? I actually think about this sometimes and how I'm a little sad that even though I am taking videos, it's not for the purpose of, like, having a home video. Oh, it's not? What do you do it for? No, I just, I simply have it on my phone and it ranges from what, 10 seconds to maybe a minute, uh-huh. you know, but like, am I going to compile these together? Like, what am I going to do with all these various size clips on my phone? Mm-hmm. And that saddens me because like, I do have home videos from when I was younger, like five years old that my dad took yep. on the, on the recorder though. And so there's like a cassette tape with it. For those of you that don't know we used to record videos on what's called a VHS tape. <laughs> I still don't know what VHS Not even stands a VHS for. Tape. Like the, the thing smaller than a VHS tape. 
you know, the one that like fit in a recorder. Think like, not Home Alone, but you know how... A cassette tape? But bigger than a cassette tape. Wasn't there something bigger than There's a cassette There was an A-track. Tape? I don't A-track know. A-track players, but uh, anyways, but yeah, anyways, okay, that's what you guys had. Um, and these days, like even with the photos we take, like I'm not printing them and making a photo album. Yeah. Like they're, they're just digitally on Instagram or Facebook. And I wonder if my child... Is it one even going to have access to this, right? Like, mm-hmm. what if something happens with the internet? What if something happens with all these files? Or is he going to want hard copies of these? I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that out. This year, I do want to make an effort to record more. Okay. Uh, record more, take more pictures. Because I'm not the type to initiate the group for taking pictures. I let mm-hmm. someone else do that. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, let's yeah. do it. But I think it would be cool to actually have this stuff printed out. Yeah. Just because, like, if I have it on my IG or my Facebook, I'm distracted by anything else on the screen. Yeah. So if I just post all my stuff to IG, mm-hmm. I see other pictures around it mm-hmm. that might not relate to whatever I posted. It yeah. might not relate to the trip that I had down at Seattle Center yeah. or down by the pier, right? But if I do it in a photo album, actual mm-hmm. photo album, I have all the prints of whatever that day, whatever mm-hmm. happened that day, and it's just all there. Plus, mm-hmm. it's kind of nostalgic. I used to enjoy flipping through. Mm-hmm. Older pictures, and I still do enjoy looking at older pictures from like the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I enjoy <laughs> looking at pictures from the nineteen hundreds. That's what the kids nowadays Gosh. say. But yeah, it was. It's pretty cool to look back at that, and I think that the new generation mm-hmm. would get excited to see that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I would say the latest, or like the last, the first and last time I made a quote unquote home video is when we went to Disneyland last year, I compiled all of my video clips on my iPhone into one big video, and I did post that on YouTube. Nice. And, like, hopefully that will be something my kids see in the future. But that's pretty much all I have. Another cool idea out there that I have seen a couple people do is on Shutterfly. You know, they do uh, photo albums or whatever. Shutterfly is still around. Shutterfly is still around. Um, But at the end of the year, they'll make like a family yearbook where they choose photos on their phone and then they essentially make a yearbook of like the year 2022 or moving forward, like 2023. Yeah, that's dope. Which I think is kind of cool. You can break it down by months, or you can break it down by events, you know, uh, certain people's birthdays. So mm-hmm. that's an idea out there. If I had the time and effort, <laughs> <laughs> something that I'd have to really make time for. What about you and your husband? Like when you guys get alone time, do you spend time making videos of what happened or taking no, a lot of pictures? Not at all. Really? Not at all. I mean, I feel like I used to document that more before kids Things are a little chaotic now, you know, um, with the kids. But, yeah, no, we don't. Not even, like, family photos. Not so much anymore. Kind of sad. Going to change it? I want to. Yeah, so I have this idea that, like, uh, where we vacation now at our destination, maybe, like, hiring a photographer based in that location. So we have, like, actual, you know, not just photos on our phone, but, like, actual photography photos. Yeah. So that's an idea. Dope. But yeah. Oh, and then um, so new year, I've been really just excited and motivated to get started on some of my projects. I mentioned it in the last episode, but like the seed paper or the pressed flowers floral preservation, I am going to get started on that this month. Nice. And then my job hunting, which is is going okay. 
I had one phone interview last week. I thought it went well, and then I have another phone interview tomorrow. So, nice. well, good luck. It's going. Thank you. Yeah, they'll find out how it all went. Exactly. Um, oh, and we did look at a place for a potential studio. Mm. Will we get it? Most likely not. But mm -hmm. it's exciting just looking at places because we are really yeah. trying to push for a new studio. So sound quality will get better at some point. We will mm -hmm. have a better aesthetic. You guys will be able to see us on video at some point, I hopefully. I want to do that so bad. That would be pretty dope. You could yeah. put a face to the voice. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was pretty exciting looking at it. You said we might not get it, probably won't get it. But I think the idea that it, it is there and it, like it is tangible and it is within reach just puts it that much more, makes it more real. Yeah, and if you want to just pay for it for us, <laughs> or donate money to our broke people fund. Let us know. <laughs> All right. So moving on to today's topic, which is part two, boundaries with your romantic partner. You know, it, I think that this is, I mean, a lot of these topics in this series, this four-part series, they seem to be pretty self-explanatory. You know, you don't really think about it too much. Um, but when things do happen in your relationship or any type of relationship you have, you don't really think about the boundaries that are being set and how people are crossing those boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it comes to a relationship, sometimes it is difficult to really see what these boundaries are or to see if you need to have boundaries because when you're in a romantic relationship, this is the person you're supposed to be most comfortable with, the safest with, right? Mm -hmm. You can be your true self. Mm -hmm. But there are those times where it's like, yo, you kind of need a you draw the line, you put your foot down, like you kind of cross my, cross my safe zone, which is mm -hmm. for my mental and physical safe. So for you and your partner, like, do you have any boundaries? Yes. So kind of going off what you were just saying, like going into relationship and even having boundaries in the first place, like 12 year old Michelle. And for those of you who don't know, like I have been with my husband since I was 12 years old and they weren't married at 12. They they were dating. <laughs> we, we met at 12 and like started dating, whatever dating is at 12 years old, like a month later. And uh, pretty sure not a lot of 12 year olds are like, oh, these are my boundaries, um, you know, going into a relationship and you need to respect my boundaries. So like I didn't even know what boundaries were, let alone think about mm -hmm. what they were, right? All I know is that I had a certain connection with this person and does it feel right or not? You know, I wasn't going against the grain and I know this is like a one-off story because it's, we've hit our 20 year anniversary this year, but I am very fortunate that he was my safe space. I was very comfortable with him and I just felt like I could be my true self. And so did I have boundaries in the beginning? No, I did not. But what happens when someone gets so comfortable in a relationship with their partner over time that their guard goes down and they start to lose a sense of self or sorry, a sense of boundaries for themselves? I don't know. I, for me, I'm the type of person that does not like being comfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen other relationships where people get really comfortable. And don't get me wrong. Like, I've been jealous where I'm like, oh, shit, like, I really... With like being like that, but you know, I like to, I like change. I like being different all the time. I have seen relationships where one person 
is really comfortable with the situation and then the other person's trying to grow. And this, I've seen this like with a ton of relationships. Not and, even just comfortable in a situation, but just comfortable with the person. Oh, no, no, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. So they're comfortable being with that person in the way that their life is mm-hmm. and in a way that oversteps the other individual's boundaries because they're kind of restricted from doing what they want to do mm-hmm. or growing how they want to grow because someone's pulling them into their comfortableness, which is, in a sense, crossing their line. Mm-hmm. Um which, I mean, it's not, you know, couples work it out. Of course, that's their business, right? It's not my mm-hmm. business at all. But in the end, they do work it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's kind of where people kind of discover where their boundaries lie. Mm-hmm. You know, like over time, mm-hmm. did your yeah. did your boundaries, well, obviously your boundaries changed yes. as yeah. you got older. So what, what mm-hmm. were they? Yeah. So I think what happened is like my husband and I, we started to get really comfortable with each other. And there's nothing wrong with being really comfortable with yeah, your partner. You're supposed not. to be comfortable. But what I mean is so comfortable to the point where I started to notice a lack of boundaries for myself. And again, when we talk about boundaries, we're talking about, um, and in this particular instance, like a set of expectations, like I expect this of my relationship Mm -hmm. and maybe along the way because we're so comfortable we just lose sight of that so like over time my boundaries particularly surrounding communication Mm -hmm. expectations with communication has changed where I expect my partner to communicate with me in a certain way and I've asked them I've had to voice this concern you know And then recently when we became a family, there was boundaries surrounding planning things or planning events. I think I'm a, like, okay, I'm a planner. People know I'm a planner, but I can also come up with these plans in my head and not communicate them to people. Oh my God. So has this happened between us? Why is that your reaction? Sorry. Flashbacks. Go ahead. Do I want to ask about them? (laughs) Do I need examples? So for example, so there was this like, (laughs) there was this miscommunication that just happened a couple days ago where in my head, my husband, I, and the kids were supposed to be leaving the house at 1130, right? Yeah. But that didn't happen. And so it's like 1230 PM in the afternoon and I'm communicating to my husband like, we were supposed to leave at 11.30, but we didn't enforce it. And so now we're late. And he was he was kind of confused. And he was like, what are you talking about, 11.30? Like, you never said 11.30. And so fine, that was my bad. I didn't communicate that to him. And so he was upset at me that I was, like, trying to push this agenda on him that, like, he never agreed to or I never communicated to him to begin with. <laughs> Which, again, is, like... I am noticing I'm bad at communicating. I'm trying to get better at that. But, um, yeah, so those are just, like, a couple boundaries of mine that have changed. Well, in a sense, that's crossing his boundary of his time, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's almost like you're trying to dictate his time or family time Mm -hmm. based on something that was never communicated, right? Mm -hmm. And I think at that point, we do need to be aware of other people's boundaries as well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what changes with people. You know, as we get older, mm-hmm. you're aware of other people's boundaries. You know, when you're talking about communication, like I had a really big problem with that when I was younger, like my early to mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And when it came to relationships, like I never wanted to talk about anything. 
and to me, anything like feelings, emotions, um, like thoughts. I mean, when you say typical, anything, what do you mean? Typical, like, let's have that serious conversation. Oh, okay. Type thing. Feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, anyways, that to me, that was like crossing my boundary mm-hmm. at that stage of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Or if there's mm-hmm. a problem mm-hmm. um, in the relationship, like I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about it. Like let's oh just because let's you just were move uncomfortable. On. Well, not not even being uncomfortable. No. It was just I didn't care about it. Okay. You know, so I'm I was overstepping someone else's boundaries by not acknowledging the situation. Mm-hmm. They're crossing my boundary at that moment, which was I don't want to talk about it. And as I got older, I'm like, well, that was a stupid boundary for me to have. Mm-hmm. You know, why why am I blocking myself out from dealing with the situation at hand? And now, like when it comes to any form of romantic relationship, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, we need to talk about it. <laughs> like, if Are we're you really, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, 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 I would say so. I think when I do get serious with someone, if there is a problem, I don't like playing the silent treatment game. I don't like playing the we'll talk about it later game because I've been in situations so often to where we don't talk about it later. The problem doesn't get mm-hmm. solved. Mm-hmm. And silent treatment, I'm not going to sit there and wait around until you can talk to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say wait around, I mean, like, for days. Like, I don't want to deal with that shit. If I give you, like, an hour or two hours, cool. Like, go ahead and cool off. But if it's going to take you, like, days to a week to deal with that shit, I don't want to deal with it anymore. You want I, it to be timely. Yeah, because at that point, like, I'm stepping out of my safe zone to come for you. And that's messing up my time that can be... Mm-hmm put somewhere else to be more productive it may sound like i'm being an asshole but if it happens like if it happens like once or twice sure why not Mm -hmm. but if it happens all the fucking time Mm -hmm. like no i'm not dealing with that yeah and the reason why i say this is because i've done this i've been through this a few times in the past few years where i've dealt with people like that Mm -hmm. and you know i've come to learn like what am i going to put up with in a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. are you the type of person to have boundaries going into a relationship I mean like are you the type of person to have set boundaries before you start dating in that sense like what you were That's just talking about because you have you have past experiences where you're like oh I've already dealt with this in the past and you know that you don't want to deal with it again I think I would I would restrict myself from dating certain people like putting me in the position to actually move beyond the dating stage. So I don't have set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I think boundaries always change, right? So, like, let's say, as of right now, like, I have the I have a boundary up where if I do get in a relationship with someone and I can tell that this person is toxic or extremely argumentative, mm-hmm. as of right now, like, I don't want to date someone like that. Yeah. But let's say I date someone and I find out later on like three or four months into it, like they're kind of like that, but it's mm-hmm. not like that all the time. My priorities change a little bit. I might be blinded and I might just accept it mm-hmm. for what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm. That a, isn't a red flag to you? Is that a it, red flag? To it you? is a red flag. That you're willing to accept or willing to put aside? It is a red flag, but I've always been the type of person that is willing to look beyond the red flags, depending on how bad they are. Yeah. Depending on how bad they are. You know, I'm not going to dismiss a red flag because there could be other things out there that Mm -hmm. there could be more green flags that can overshadow the red flag, right? Mm -hmm. So it really depends on what it is. 
do you think that red flags are important for setting boundaries? Like, it's a, like it's a signal, like... I think it's a sign, just because, like, I think we both agree that you know when there should be a boundary based on how you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we on the yeah. same page with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, once you have a negative, any type of negative emotion yeah. towards someone else's action, like, that's mm-hmm. one of your boundaries. You're sensing something is off. Yeah. Whoa, I'm uncomfortable. I'm all of a sudden not at ease with this person. It's a red flag. At what point in the relationship are you comfortable to communicate that? For me, I communicated it from the jump. Okay. Like, I think if if someone, like, for instance, smoking. I don't like girls that smoke. Mm. If we're dating and all of a sudden I see that you smoke, I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to try to influence you to quit, like, later on down the road and act like everything was okay. Mm-hmm. You know? But... Is that a boundary of yours, though? Or are you saying, like, I feel like this can go, go a couple ways, right? You could be, your boundary is, I don't date smokers. Or is it, you can be a smoker, just don't smoke around me. So I think at the very beginning of dating, like, when it comes to someone that's smoking, that's more of a preference rather than a red flag. Like, let's say I'm, let's say I'm looking to date someone, I see she's a smoker. I'm like, I'm good. That's not, that's not what I want. And I don't call that a boundary because it doesn't negatively impact like my mental or physical health, right? But let's say I'm dating someone, then they start to smoke. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I find out and that affects affects me emotionally where I don't want to see this person get hurt. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see anybody be... um, I don't want to see anyone have a negative impact on their health, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm being romantic with someone and I find out she's smoking and I really want her to quit that that is one of my boundaries because I don't for me I don't want that around my family Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want that person to have poor health conditions Mm -hmm. and I just don't want that around me as well right Mm -hmm. so I think it changes depending on what stage I am I'm in with that individual right Mm -hmm. I mean has anything changed in your relationship as you guys got older, where you're like, no, I'm not going to put up with this. Like, no, this needs mm. to stop, or... I haven't really had hard boundaries with my husband, only because, like I said in the beginning, like, he's always been, he's always been my safe space, yeah. and I am able to be, like, my complete self around him, and I think that's why we we're able to grow like such a deep connection. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just lucky and fortunate that it just so happened to be my first boyfriend. Yeah. That's good though. I feel like that's really hard for people to find. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people actually put up with the other shit mm-hmm. <laughs> for a really mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. And then they just get used to it and they're say they just say, Oh, well, this is the way they are. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I love this person, you know? Ooh. I mean yeah. It makes me think of my relationship with my husband because a lot has happened throughout the years. Mm -hmm. You know, it hasn't been this perfect relationship. We have taken a couple breaks there. Mm -hmm. Um, But in getting ready for this episode that we're recording, I did have to think long and hard, like, what are my boundaries with my husband? And it came down to, like, I don't really have any boundaries because he doesn't overstep he doesn't overstep a lot of them, you know? 
So of course we have the usual ones of like no physical abuse. We have to have mutual respect. We consider each other's feelings and thoughts. And at one point I did communicate to him like, I need you to communicate your thoughts, feelings, and emotions with me because I am not a mind reader. And I feel like those are standard, right? And then in recent years, in trying to have a little bit more control in my life, I've I've talked about this before, but like my lack of structure, right? Being a stay-at-home mom and what I need for myself in being able to do my UX certificate program, for example, I did have to put my foot down and be like, this is what I need from you in order for me to get certain things done. Mm -hmm. At one point, and I think it was maybe during like at the very beginning of the pandemic or in the very beginning of parenthood, where I was like, I do need some me time where I could just do some self care for myself. And what that looked like was like, I did used to do weekly baths and I used to do like the facial mask and I used to just like have a an hour or two there to myself. It was like Monday night was my night and I did have to communicate that. So again, it's not that he was like overstepping any of my boundaries. It's just that I needed to enforce boundaries for myself and I needed to communicate that to him, obviously, so he could he could respect them and he could help me. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So not sure. to say that we don't have any boundaries, because we do, but those are like the biggest ones that I could think of. And it's really only been, again, in recent years, five years or so that this has happened. You know, I do want to point out, though, that when it comes to talking about setting boundaries, I mean, I feel like some people think it's there has to be something really bad behind to why you're setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. But it could really be something as simple as putting your time aside to make sure you're taking time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as self-care, right? Because we, Mm -hmm. um, the previous episode, you pointed out how important it is to make sure that you're focusing on your mental Mm -hmm. and physical well-being. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. So he's been working from home now for two years. And that's like a dedicated eight hours a day that he got to be away from the family, you know? While here, I'm like around the kids all day long. And I did just need to communicate to him and be like, hey, after your day's work, like I am going to need some time to myself too. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't something that he was just going to like offer. I don't know. Maybe he would have offered it. I don't know what he did. But at some point, I just kind of had to put my foot down and be like, "I I need this. Yeah. You know, so... I know it's hard to communicate to communicate these boundaries, but again, with your partner and for it to be a healthy relationship, and I know that like no one is a mind reader. We, me and my husband certainly are not. Like we do need to communicate it with each other. So I definitely agree with that, but I do also think that it's important to be able to read the room, mm-hmm. right? If you notice sure. that something's off, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be verbally communicated that this person needs time to themselves. I think that. We do need to be compassionate enough to understand that, you know, our partner, our significant other's well-being is as important as our own Mm -hmm. and that we might be crossing their own boundary without even noticing it, right? Yes. Like, has there been a time where you think you might have just not acknowledged your partner's boundaries? Yeah. So in the example I gave earlier that just happened a couple days ago where I tried to push for that 1130 a.m. departure and it was 1230 and we hadn't left yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm like trying to rush him. He was getting ready and I could tell that I could sense something was off. 
I could sense that he was bothered or pissed off or just not at ease with me. And I, I had to call him out. I had to be like, I sense that something is off right now. Like, please tell me what is on your mind because I don't know. And again, we come to find out that I didn't communicate this 1130 departure and I was dictating our schedules. So, yeah, I mean, is that enough reading the room for you? I mean, <laughs> so something like that, like when yeah. do we when do we step back and say, OK, well, and we're not playing the blame game here, but like when when do we take accountability for not seeing that? right away uh, versus telling someone like, I need you to tell me something. Cause I've been in that same situation before where I'm like, I know something is wrong. I need you to talk or else I'm not going to deal with it. And not saying that you did the same exact thing, mm -hmm. but I needed them to tell me what was wrong, even though I might've had an idea of what was wrong without actually trying to fix the situation. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, when do we make a conscious effort to do better with, reading the room, you know, or do we just try to work it out in a way where we're both verbally communicating to make sure that we're on the same page? Because for some people, it is hard to talk. Mm -hmm. It is I hard mean, to communicate with what's, what's wrong or bothering them. I can only speak for myself and like my relationship, right? And I know that there's too much room for error for us. So I know that in order for my husband and I to be on the same page, we have to verbally communicate it with each other. I'm not guessing how he's feeling or I'm not guessing why he might be upset. I need to, I need to know why, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like what do they say about assuming like that just makes an ass of you and me. Yep. And that is why I try not to no longer assume, not just within my marriage, but within friendships or relationships in general. Like I just, I try not to anymore. And unfortunately, when you don't communicate things, it's just too vague for interpretation. That's how I feel. It kind of sucks because you have to like pry for answers out of someone that might not want to communicate them with you. But at some point it has to be done. Mm -hmm. I think this is why it's so important to, to have boundaries when you are in a romantic relationship because... Again, if you are comfortable with this person, like this is your person and everything is going well, it's not so much that they are overstepping your boundary, but that you might have a lack of boundary or maybe you just haven't in created and enforced boundaries for yourself. Does that make sense? That's Yeah, I, that's true. I wouldn't say that you have a lack of boundary though because again, I feel like if, again, if you have that negative emotion then that boundary is there. I would probably assume that it's not enforced or communicated. And that's why I asked, like, when do you communicate it, verbally communicate it versus when do you learn how to read the room, right? Uh, for instance, I was in some kind of, let's call it a situationship. Okay. <laughs> uh, this was, shit, start of pandemic. Whenever the start of the pandemic was, I was talking to someone and, you know, my boundary, my time boundary is that, when I have a project that I'm working on, I don't want anybody bothering me. And for the most part, like the person that I'm talking to, I'll let them know what I'm going to be doing for the day. And this is the time frame I'm doing it for or doing it from. And so this person knew that I was working on my car. 
um, mm-hmm. my Jeep. And so I was out there for maybe like four hours trying to get this gas tank out. And she kept calling me. And like, so I have grease all over my hands. I don't wear gloves. I don't like wearing gloves when I work on the car or work in the yard also. But anyways, she keeps calling me. She keeps calling. And I can't pick up because I'm trying to get this job done. And mm-hmm. and then when I finally pick up, this is probably like the fifth, sixth call. She's like pissed off. And I'm like, what's what's going on? And mm-hmm. I assume that it's because I didn't pick up. Right? Mm-hmm. She goes, I've been trying to call you and you're not doing this. I'm like, well, I've already explained, like, I need my time mm-hmm. to work on my car. Like, I just want my me time, right, to do this. And this is one reason why I think boundaries are so important is because you, you need your self-identity. You need to hold on to your self-identity while being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, that's almost as if I was ready to lose it because I was like, well, shit, maybe I shouldn't right. be working on my car. Maybe I should be able to pick up my phone whenever. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. No, my boundaries set. If mm-hmm. I have my my project time, my me time, and that this is like the me versus we time that we've talked about mm-hmm. off air. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to have time for yourself, and you got to communicate those boundaries. And that was a moment where she definitely crossed the line. She, yeah, she was pissed. Oh. She was pissed. <laughs> but you know, for me, like I I try to communicate my boundaries from mm-hmm. the jump. Yeah, you know, I try to let them know. I think that's important too. Yeah, some people think that, you know, I'm too straightforward or I say all these things too early, but I feel like I've been in so many situations where I have to explain this. Mm-hmm. And being in your 30s and dating, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't have time to just play around. Yeah. So I want to be straightforward oh. from the jump. What if it was so straightforward, it just like turned the person off? Oh, wow. like, <laughs> well, you would <laughs> like coming off too strong. Well, that's what it that's what you would think. Right, because yeah. we've talked about this also, where you're like, "Oh wow, you talked about kids in a family with her already." I'm like, "No, we didn't talk about having a fa- or like making a family, mm-hmm. making babies. We're talking about what what do we want? Do we want to have kids in the yeah. future? Do you want to get married?" Yeah. And you mentioned that. I feel like that's normal, well, especially no, no, no. In, in this state. Like you said, you're in your 30s, like wanting to settle down. Well, what I'm saying is, at that time when we talked about it. You thought that that was too much at the very beginning. But, you know, again, being in your 30s, that's normal stuff to talk about. It's not like I'm on the first day like, hey, I'm just going (laughs) to let you know I'm working on my car on Thursday. I don't need you to call me. Like, please, please let me read my books from like 9 to 1030. Like, I don't want to be bothered at all. Uh You know, those are little those are little things you learn along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do try to make it apparent that, you know, my time along with their time is valuable mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I mean it's not just me, but I'm also trying to be aware about be aware of their boundaries too, right? Mhm. Now, do you think say if your eyes were set on this person and you wanted to settle down with her, would you be willing to jeopardize not, Okay, maybe not jeopardize. I don't know if jeopardize is the right word, but would you be willing to be flexible on some of your boundaries in order to make it work? <sighs> Tori Kelly, hell yeah. I'll <laughs> play. Um, celebrity crush. Celebrity crush. Will I, will I be flexible? Again, to a, ter- to a certain extent, and I'm not sure if I mentioned it in the previous episode in part one, but I believe that, you know, my boundaries have, have tears, 
right? There's levels to it. They compile, for me at least. Mm-hmm. So like the first level, it's like, okay, you can dig past that boundary a little bit. You can keep digging. And, you know, I might let it happen. I might mm-hmm. allow it to happen. I'll be okay with it. This um, is the soft boundary where soft it's not a versus wall, hard boundary, like a, yeah. There's, it's a picket fence, I yeah. think is what you said in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> and so like, You're a little flexible. A little flexible. And the more you keep digging, the harder it is for you to get through. Closer you get to the center, that's when I've had enough. I'm like, no, you can't. You've gone too far, mm-hmm. right? So it really depends on what it is. So like soft boundaries I mean... Wow, well, I don't know what a soft boundary would be like. Um, Do you have soft boundaries or like oh, what are yeah. your hard boundaries? So I guess communication, like just normal communication when it comes to texting all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind constant text messages. Mm-hmm. And that's that seems really simple, right? But like I'm, I seem, I feel as if I'm a pretty busy person. Mm-hmm. So if someone's texting me throughout the whole day, you know, to me, that's kind of annoying just because I'm with clients for the most part. I don't want my phone going off because mm-hmm. I do need to check emails too and send out emails. Mm-hmm. So I might be thinking it's an important email, but it happens to be a text that could have waited till later on. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something like a soft boundary. Like, I don't mind. Go ahead and do it. You can right. put your D&D on. Do you have D&D? Oh, I Wait, oh, D&D? Do you have D&D? Do not disturb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'll figure, I'll figure it out later. That. I think that that's that's my New Year resolution. I gotta figure it out. Sometime. I'm working. I'm with a client. Let me turn my messages off. If if someone knows how to turn on my D and D, please uh, for Android. For let Android. me know. Because for us iPhone users, it's pretty easy, bro. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I could do that. Uh, there's what else is there? So right below that, no calling me during a work hour. If it's important, leave a message, mm-hmm. which some people didn't get because I have dated some people where they can pick up the phone anytime they want to, mm-hmm. right? Or they work, yeah, they work from home nowadays, right? So I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you could get a phone call. Mm-hmm. And I understand if there's something that's really important, like if it's a death, like shit, yeah, call me, <laughs> call me till I pick up the fucking phone. But if it's something you're tripping about, like just wait. Till later, and that's like the next layer <laughs> of of my of my boundaries. boundaries. Other than that, like I feel like I'm pretty easygoing as long as it doesn't get in the way of my work. And anything beyond that point, it, it seems as if it's a recipe for disaster. Like you just don't, mm. you just don't interfere with my work mm-hmm. or my family. Those are your boundaries, and you try and let it be known in the beginning. If you can. Subtle hints, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think, I mean, yeah, it's definitely important to have because, like, you know what's important to you. Those are your values. And the thing about a relationship, well, first off, sorry, let me back up a little. The reason why I asked you that question was because I had this thought in my head, like, you have a desire to have a relationship with this person of interest and how willing are people to, wait, did I just make sense right there? Can some people be blinded by that fact that they are willing to put aside their values and their boundaries because they have this desire of, you know, wanting to be with this particular person, you know, I really like this person. 
oh my God, even almost saying like, oh my God, I love this person like so early on in the relationship, which might be a red flag, maybe not depending on how you look at it. I feel or like truly people find out the reason. Well, yeah, I think you could be blinded, but also, you know, we talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit uh, just a few weeks ago. Brought up what the sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> so yes. So we're talking about uh, it's pretty much what people aren't willing to give up on something because they feel as if they put in. Too much effort or too much mm-hmm. time into it, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a. I feel like a lot of people in romantic relationships, bad romantic relationships, or romantic relationships—sorry, not bad—or <laughs> another. Let's just say relationships that challenge your values. I feel as if people have been in such a long relationship that they are willing to put aside their values because they felt like they've gone this far that mm-hmm. they can't give up. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. or maybe their values and it aren't as strong as they thought they would be. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, I think that when you're going into a relationship, it's really important to understand what your values are mm-hmm. in order to set your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because if you haven't established that, you might be influenced by your partner mm-hmm. um, when it comes to creating your values, or you might not create values at all, mm-hmm. which in turn leads you to no boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. Stand for what's the quote? You either stand for something or fall for nothing. Fall for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that it? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's for, you stand for nothing or fall for anything. Let's look that one up. <laughs> <laughs> let's look let's look that one up. Commercial break. <laughs> look it up. Let yeah. me know. Those who stand for nothing fall for anything. Yeah. So you stand for nothing or you fall for anything. Yeah. That's kind of the way I see it. And again, boundaries are important for for ourselves to... Mama didn't raise no fool. (laughs) Right? So we can maintain maintain our our well-being, our Mm -hmm. peace. You know? Not to, again, not to put blame on other people, but it's just so we can let people know how to interact with us and to keep your relationship a safe space for each other. So I think you and your husband are a really good example of a relationship that communicates very well and understands each other very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know if y'all argue or whatever. It seems like y'all don't argue, but (laughs) or barely argue. But how do you think... In the future years, you guys plan on respecting each other's boundaries. Because like, do you agree that boundaries do change throughout the years? I think they absolutely can change throughout the years. And then so how do you guys plan on going about that? Which maybe you don't plan. I mean, maybe you go with the same process you guys do now. Is it communication just, or what? Just let me know. Just let me know? Okay. Just let me know. Like, again, like I'm not a mind reader. And if he's feeling differently about something, again, we're at the point where, like, we've gotten so comfortable with each other, you think, like, we just know how to communicate with each other, right? Mm-hmm. If, like, anything were to make me uncomfortable, I'm, like, that signaling to me, like, I need to communicate to him because we've been going on for so long. Yep. He's not going to know unless I tell him. I would hope he communicates, and I would expect him to communicate that mm-hmm. with me. So how do you plan on respecting his boundaries as well? 
Like he can let in me the future. Know. Like he can let me know that. Well, I mean, are there well are there things that are there things that you already know that don't need to be talked about? Things you know of, like his boundaries already, time that he needs outside of the house, um, time for work, time for whatever else he's got going on. Is there anything that you know of that doesn't need to be spoken about? Okay, so, like, anything car-related Okay. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, if something comes up that has to do with cars, mm-hmm. like, yeah, go for it. Okay. So, for instance, like a car show, you already know, okay, well, mm-hmm. hey, that can't be our time. I don't want to bother him. But mm-hmm. that time, that's going to be his devoted that's time. That's dedicated, devoted time for him, mm-hmm. like, with his hobby, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, like, let's say, let's say you know a car show is coming up. Mm-hmm. And you guys haven't talked about it. Would you present it to him? I'm assuming that he's going. Oh, you're just assuming already. Right. Okay. Um, and you know, like certain ones, certain ones, especially like if he's gotten to them before. Yeah. Um, they're annual, if not more often. Um, you know, like pretty frequent. Yeah. And yeah, even if he hasn't like mentioned something to me in the car community, I'm like, oh, did you know that this was happening? And like, more than likely, he will already know about it, and then. I kind of just leave it up to him. Uh-huh. But I do have this certain expectation, like, more than likely, like, yeah, he's going to want to be a part of it. Okay. And that's, like, and, like, I'm all for that, you know? Like, that's what makes him, like, happy. Mm-hmm. So be it. Go for it. Yeah. And that, I, like, I encourage it. And that's a way to respect his boundary, right? Because, yeah. of course, this is all about inner peace, mental well-being, mm-hmm. physical well-being, all that. So yeah. I think... I think that's great that you do respect his time for that and his hobby because there are some people. I can't imagine not, but yeah. Well, it, well shit, yeah. it's crazy because like there is a time where someone was like, oh, you can't give up basketball for me. Uh-uh. And I'm just like, man, I play once a week. That would be my time to be selfish because that was for my overall health, right? Mm-hmm. I was able to clear my mind. I was able to stay stay active and physically healthy. Mm-hmm. And that was really my only time to get out and play basketball. But yeah, when it came to sports, you know, some people that I've dated just didn't get it mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And it's so I think that's cool, though, that you it's unfortunate. do that. I've always, no, because I've always tried to encourage my husband and I um, throughout the years, especially dating for us to still be our, our own person. Mm-hmm. And not to be so reliant on the other or so dependent on each other. Like, I I don't like that. Like, I still want to have a sense of self and I still want him to have a sense of his, himself and his identity. Though it, I don't know if it came across that way or not. Um, only because, like, you know, when couples have been together for so long, they start to be known, like, identified as a duo or, mm-hmm. like, you know, like a thing. It's a we, no matter me. <laughs> it's a we. Uh, no, no matter. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a we. No more a me. <laughs> yeah. Thing. There's no individualization anymore. Which, I mean, it sucks because, like, to an extent, I think that it's still important for people to have, like, lives outside of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, your partner is a part of a lot of areas if not all areas of your life but it doesn't have to, doesn't mean that they are everything you know i don't know i don't know if my message is coming well, across all right super awkward sorry we're gonna have to rush this because we got the room late people gotta leave and we are on a tight schedule this is why we need the studio you guys I so know. we can have our own place to fucking record so we're not rushed please please <laughs> please support us so i guess the last thing that we wanted to talk about was 
the idea of happy wife, happy life. Do we agree? Do we agree? No. No. Fuck no. <laughs> I think that phrase only works like when it comes to, oh, buy flowers, buy this, do stuff that makes her happy. Yes, I get it. Mm-hmm. But bending over backwards to where it fucks you over mm-hmm. mentally and physically, mm-hmm. not good. And this goes both ways yeah. because it's not always just the guy having to make the woman happy. There are a mm-hmm. lot of women that bend their self backwards in order to mm-hmm. make sure that their man is happy at all times. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. I mean, as a wife, I don't even agree with happy wife, happy life. She myself. ain't even happy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I am. But what I mean is, like, I wouldn't want someone compromising their own happiness for someone else's. Yeah. I think happy wife, happy life is very one-sided and in favor of the wife, meaning, like, do whatever makes me happy, but at the expense of your well-being and your happiness, which yes. is not okay with me. Everyone in the relationship needs to be happy in order for it to be healthy. <laughs> yes, everybody, right? Everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody. It's a it's a two way stream. So with happy life, so with happy wife, happy life, you know this can definitely lead to unhealthy boundaries, right? Because at some point. You know, you think that everything's okay because you're making the other person happy, but to what extent do you have to cross your own boundaries in order to get there? I think that it's important to point out when have you given up your own values mm-hmm. to give in to someone else's. Mm-hmm. And that's a sign of an unhealthy relationship. Yes, exactly. Sorry, we had to cut this one short. Apparently, we've got some more to talk about, but don't forget, we've got part three and part four. Part three, we've got... Boundaries with family. And part four, we have boundaries boundaries with with your finances. finances. So tune in part four. Uh, If you don't like part three, go to part four because part four, (laughs) when we're talking about the finances, we're going to also talk about how to get out of debt because we both broke. She don't got debt. (laughs) I do. But still, we're both broke. And we're all going to get out of (laughs) this brokenness together. (laughs) So remember, we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you and vice versa. We're hoping this episode enlightened you and inspired you to bring up these types of conversations with your community. Hoping that you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at life.ini. And that's a wrap on today's episode. Please do not cross our phone. Until next time.